0: Welcome back to Level Up with Lori, where I talk a little bit about life, a little bit about business, and every single thing in between, where I share strategy, and where I hope to shift your perspective and the way that you show up in the world, because at the end of the day, what I really truly believe the world needs more of is the magic that every single one of us has inside of us. So sit back, relax, enjoy the episode, and I will see you on the other side. hey, 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 you guys. Welcome back to Level Up with Lori, the podcast. I am so excited to wrap up the year with you guys here on the podcast. Can you believe another year is come and gone, another full season of the podcast? I honestly didn't even dream of the growth that we have had. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for all of your support, all of the sharing, all of the conversations that this podcast has really sparked. So we I have two episodes left for you, one today that you're listening to and one that will launch two weeks right before the end of the year. And that's going to be a very special episode. So make sure you tune in there. I'll share it on social media and all the places when it comes live, but it's going to be definitely be one that you want to tune into. But you guys, honestly, you're going to love today. So today, I sat down with Helen Becker. She is a six-figure network marketing business coach. And we just kind of, um, like for lack of a better term, we just kind of sat and chatted about the things that we believe will help network marketers build in an online world. We chatted social media, we chatted about the importance of branding, then we dug into email marketing and why she believes it's a really important piece of building a network marketing business. And I know for me, it's just something that I implemented into my own personal network marketing business. It's something that I'm transitioning to teaching in the academy a whole lot more and something that I have big plans for inside there in the new year too. So it was a really great conversation, a lot of really good back and forth tips that came out of this episode. So I know that it's going to be one you are interested in checking out. And if you want to go follow Helen over on Instagram, she is at Helen. Helen Thacker, so H-E-L-E-N-T-H-A-C-K-E-R. If you can't find her, just send me a message and I will direct you. But I'll also share in um, kind of the notes for this episode. But go check her out. Um the tips that she shared were incredible and she has built her own multi-six-figure network marketing business so she knows her stuff. And yeah, it was just a really fun way to spend my morning and I hope you enjoyed this episode, listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed recording. it. So over and out, I will see you inside the next episode. Just All right. Um, do we want to start by talking about branding? Just to know like you and I both have a really strong belief that it's a really important piece in building a network marketing business. And I know, and I'm, I'm sure you experience this with your clients is that it's not necessarily an element that people start off with, right? Like okay. we're kind of given our business in a box and we run with that and we almost miss making it our own.
1: Yeah. Are they Yeah, I think that's a great place to kick off because this is really so important that you stand out. Like you said, I feel this is the missing piece when it comes to being educated and coached by our companies. And I can understand that because obviously we are distributors and we are promoters growing their business, but there are thousands and thousands of people in the industry out there on social media. We're all kind of struggling to find our place and our corner and get attention on Instagram and wherever it is. You have to stand out. And the way that you do that is, is through personal brand. And you are the same as me, Laura, because we we both believe that you have to create something that is aside from your company. And I always liken this to, like if you were going into a shopping mall and every single store was the same company's products, you'll have the same storefront with the discounts, all the same, all that kind of thing. You have to find a way to stand out and the way to draw the customers in And that is through branding around you and your unique message, your voice. And it doesn't necessarily have to be connected to your Mm -hmm. company or the products or the services that you're promoting, don't you think?
0: I totally, totally agree. And I think it's actually how we make our businesses more sustainable and more fun, right? Like when we are enjoying what we're doing, enjoying what we're talking about and sharing and having fun inside of our businesses, we are more apt to do more of those things and people are more likely um, and easily drawn into our energy because they feel like they get to know us. And I find that that's actually what creates a lot of customer loyalty as well, is when someone feels like you're a real human and they understand you and they get what you stand
1: for. Yeah. And yeah, the trust, like you said, so right, it's the trust, Mm -hmm. factor, isn't it? And when they find out who you are, and they find out who you are behind the scenes as well. So like in your stories, for example, like seeing what you do day to day, your family life, whatever it is that you want to share, all of that is part of your brand. And all of that is part of what makes people fall in love with you and get to know you and trust you. you say so right. And it is more fun. And it's so it is so much more interesting than seeing yet another page of products and black friday offers and christmas offers and all that kind of thing and it's like well,
0: and i think like it almost um scares people away when they go into your page and all they see are products 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 because i mean people want to be sold to and they don't want to be sold to all in the same breath right they want to be sold to but they don't want to feel like they're being sold to they want to be they want to have an experience or connection and that's when they actually will start to shop with you
1: Yeah. And they are a million times more likely to do that, aren't they? If they trust you and they know you first, like this whole, we're very both like anti-cold messaging and you, you have to build relationships. And I am so happy to see this shift gradually (laughs) in the industry thanks to people like, you know, Colleen Nichols and, you know, people like yourself who are paving the way for this anti-sales, this really kind of give, give, give value led content. Mm. Because that is the only way forward. We cannot, you know, people have cottoned on in the industry, well, outside of the industry, people have cottoned on to us as social sellers. Oh, you know, they think they're going to be, we're going to be poached, we're going to be got, we're going to get you, so we're going to get you in the team. And like, we're out to grab you with them. We go out there into social media with our fishing nets, and we're like going to pull you in. And no, we're not. Of course, we want to. And and of course, we have those intentions to do things from a genuine belief that we're helping you to create wealth and have an amazing life and have great products or whatever it is. But there has been this whole kind of persona of network marketing that we're out to sell, 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 and thank goodness that we are shifting our branding on social media to one where it's all about who is our ideal client. Who can, in what way can we help? What is our brand message? You know, how can we serve? And it's about putting that content out, whether that's educating them, inspiring them, motivating them, helping them in some way, making them laugh, whatever that is. And then that's how they get to know you. And that's how we serve. And and that's how then we can then talk about what we do but it's done well, we hugely. almost er, we almost
0: need to earn the right to sell to them 100%. right
1: yeah
0: we need to show up and and i think it's a little bit about eliminating our expectations when it comes to showing up online right we don't do a post simply to make a sale we don't show up in our stories just for the likes and the comments like we have to have something meatier than that that we believe in at our core that we desire to show up and share and we just have to do it because it inspires us or it motivates us or it's educating the masses and eventually everything will fall into place but i think what happens to a lot of people is that it can be very deflating when they don't get the results that they desire because they're attaching you know their activity to their expectations
1: yeah i so agree it is that shift in that total shift in thinking of your social media page as a place where you sell mm-hmm. a place where you're starting conversations and that's what your posts need to be mm-hmm. um yeah I mean like your talk you tell me about your thoughts on your kind of like content strategy around this because I know obviously that's what you're really good at Laurie so I'd love to know your thoughts whether you have like a specific strategy behind this approach you know I think just because
0: I've been in it for years, it comes really intrinsically to me. But when I'm working with clients, I tend to try and get them to bucket. You know, the things that they want to share and who they are into a couple different packages, and then to start to get comfortable sharing inside of those. And you can call them brand pillars or content pillars or whatever you want to call them. But at the end of the day, it's like who do you like what who what makes you you and what is it that you stand for? And what is it that you want to talk about? Right? It could be mom life, it could be um. I know health tips or cooking in the kitchen, like, but the more you you can make it, the easier it's actually going to be to create content around it because likely it's already a part of your life. I think it's when we try to be something that we're not that we we kind of really struggle because we're going up current.
1: Yeah, I think as well, I agree so much with that. And I think I have so been guilty of that in the past. Of trying to shoehorn my products into my overall brand. And I speak to my clients about this all the time because, you know, I used to, I'm really into fitness. I'm always on my Peloton. If you're on my page, you'll see I'm always doing that. And that's part of who I am. But I used to try and like put my nutrition products into that. And I don't really want to talk about fitness and nutrition. It's not what lights my fire. You know, I love it as part of my life day to day, but it's not. What I feel I want to educate people on or I don't feel called to like, oh, I need to post this content about, you know, the latest Peloton ride that I've been on and how much I loved it or like, well, macros, no, 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 I'm not interested. That's not what fires me up. And you're so right because you have to find that thing that is authentically you, because if you don't have that passion and that energy behind it, it is going to be so inauthentic. It's going to be so forced and the posts that I now create that come out of me like, oh, I really need to share this. They're the ones that get the most engagement. And you are going to attract so many people and so many of the right people, aren't you, by just doing everything you've just said. It's well, like, it, it it's... doesn't have to be something as like,
0: it doesn't have to be. Like it it can be as simple as who you are, right? It doesn't have
1: to be like a tangible subject. I'm going to do the yoga thing or my posts, my pages, blogs or yeah, it can be. And, And you don't
0: have to be anything that you're not. Like I love watching Hallmark movies and that integrates itself into my stories All the time. And that makes me a human to my audience, right? And it allows people to connect to me. And I always think like if you if your audience is connected to you and they can see themselves or pieces of themselves in you, all of a sudden they will buy whatever you are promoting or talking about or selling. And a lot of times I'm probably selling things that I don't even have like a link for because I'm just excited about them, right? But when they can see themselves in you, all of a sudden they will. They will listen to you, but they are not going to listen to you if you're a walking, talking billboard of your um, of your company. They're going to listen to you because you're a human that they can relate to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Do you know if I um if I got paid by the Kardashians, I'd be making a fortune because I'd be posting about that on my page. But yeah, it's part of who I am. You're so right. It's like yeah, that's me, and that's like if Hallmark
0: could just hire me, I would honestly, yeah. I would be yeah, I'd be
1: filthy rich. <laughs> awesome, awesome. That was cool. so um yeah on that note we were talking about like this whole point of this is growing your audience isn't it because we Mm -hmm. obviously that's where business is and we have to show up intentionally at every post that I like I want to create every reel every story is done with um the intention to grow my audience and I think um one of the things that people don't realize is that when they come into network marketing and they they start or, you know, when they're building an online business and they start to use their social media, really with that intentionality behind it, it's no longer about the personal stuff. Some people find it really difficult, don't they, to, now I had a conversation with my parents, like, I'm really sorry, but my Facebook is not going to be full of me and what I eat for dinner or my kids anymore. It's, it's, you know, there's going to be things on there that you don't understand. So here's
0: a shift where all of a sudden you have to say to yourself, like, why am I showing up here? and if it is to build a business then you have to let go of your third cousin's aunt who might not enjoy every single piece of your content anymore like that just but the truth is is that I still have family that participates because my boys are a part of my life and so they do kind of show up in there what I'm reading will show up in there so different people you it'll be interesting because I have a lot of people that will reach out to me that I didn't even know that we paying attention and say, you know, I know I'm not in network marketing, but your words still inspire me. So people will get whatever they need to out of your content. And if not, then they'll go pay attention to someone else. And that's okay too, as long as you're doing what you're meant to be doing on there.
1: And we're not attracting everybody, are we? We just no. want to attract our people.
0: Yeah. yeah. We just want to show up and be who we are, but you're right in that there does become a point where you're like, okay, I'm no longer doing this for my cousins or my aunts or my whatever. I'm doing this because this is a piece of my business. Mm -hmm. And in order to build that business, I'm going to have to show up.
1: Yeah, that's a choice. You can, you know, if you're going to build a brand, you have to choose that your page is like that. And that's cool if you don't want to, but that's, you know, if you are serious about building on social media, you really have to make that decision, whether that means starting a fresh page whatever that is. Yeah. You need to be doing that.
0: hundred so. percent. You have to figure out how to get comfortable being a little bit uncomfortable in the beginning because there's, you're going to feel a little judged, but the truth is I always tell people, no one is paying attention to you in the way that you believe they are paying attention to you. I promise you all eyes are not on you. And if they are, then that's all about them. Not about you anyways.
1: And if they think something of you, the thought is usually gone, hasn't it? In like a second, so. hundred percent, or they already thought that. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) so true. Exactly. Um, One of the things that I wanted to kind of chat a little bit with you about is email marketing, because I know it's one of the things that you really believe in and you work with your clients on. And I would just love... Um, to learn a little bit more about like your, like how to start to integrate that into a business, because I know as we're talking about social media, as we're talking about all the things, it seems to be one more thing that you add to your list. And I think email marketing is one of those pieces that people think they don't necessarily need because they have social media,
1: Mm -hmm. but
0: I'm sure you agree with me. Oh, in that.
1: Yeah, I have so much to say on this. Yes. Okay, so, so take it away. <laughs> okay. So the first thing I'll say is that even if you are day one in your business, you need an email list. So we all know the horror stories. Social media accounts get taken away. I was one of them. Yeah, a year ago I lost my account with over fifteen thousand people. Oh no! Yeah, and it's so scary because we have no control. Like I'm—I've just come off a two-week shadow ban on Instagram. I have no idea why, and you know it happened. Like as the time we're recording this, that happened over Black Friday, and it was like oh, but I have my email list, and that is where my kind of most my warmest market are those people have opted to be in my world they you know they're on my email list because they chose to be and they're the people I really should be speaking to and they're the people who I nurture the most anyway so there are so many reasons to have an email list and get that going and it really is not difficult whatsoever so the idea that you have to be well-established or have been in business for any length of time, please take that we're often
0: waiting for certain things in our businesses, oh, right? Yeah.
1: Like we're waiting
0: to hit this and mm-hmm. this before we do this. But what we don't realize is if we just did those things today that we know we want to do in the future, that we would like close that gap between where we are and where we desire to be 10 times Oh quicker. yeah.
1: And it's so simple as well. And you know, email email lists are definitely one of the things for not just for the security of your content and your 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 followers that can literally vanish. You have no control. We're just renting that space on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok. It's not ours. Mm-hmm. Um, but also visibility, you know, your content is only being pushed out to one to two percent of your followers, whereas with your email, um, mm-hmm. your open rate is around for uh, 25 to 30 percent so you have a far greater chance mm-hmm. of that person seeing what you have to say and this is where you nurture your audience you know this is really where you can give the most value and this is where you build that whole know like and trust factor and this is where you're going to create those amazing conversations relationships you can give so much value this is how you grow your business And it starts with finding something to give away for free. This is how you build build your email list. It's very simple. You find something for free. That could be something as simple as a discount code for your Mm -hmm. products or services. Um, I have a lead magnet, which is about, it's a checklist, the daily things that everyone needs to do. They can print it off. It's a checklist of everything they need to do to nurture an audience. It's a very simple document. You can do something very, very, very simply whatever you feel your audience need most, and then all you're doing is offering that to them in your link in your Instagram bio. And they click on that, they give you their email. And in exchange for that, they will get an email sent to them with the downloadable, whatever it is that you're giving to them for free. And that's really that simple. And then they're in your world, you've got their email, that's your data, you own that it's not instagrams it's not facebooks it's not tiktok no one can take that away from you and you use that to nurture your audience on a regular basis so i send out emails once a week i give loads of value but i also use that to subtly sell you know i use that to tell them about courses that i have coming up coaching all those kind of things um but i don't throw it in their face you know it's all again that very nurturing kind of approach but you can do this with your network marketing business, with whatever you're you you know you're selling, product services, whatever it is that you have. So if you're
0: in network marketing, um, once you've got that lead magnet, where do you start with the content for your emails?
1: So the, you mean for what you would say then afterwards? Because there's two- What kinds, would you recommend? Yeah. Right, is there's two kind of parts. So there's the emails that happen straight afterwards. So after someone's mm-hmm. downloaded your um, freebie or whatever they've got, there's a sequence. And that is very set. And I have like a- I actually have like a template that I um, Mm -hmm. sell of what you need to do. And you really need to give so much value. It's all about showcasing your expertise, elevating your levels of authority, and then going forward um, on a regular basis, whether you send out an email every week or twice a week or every month, whatever you want to do. It is about giving value. It's about helping your audience. But the beauty about an email is that You can use that to create some real kind of story type content so you can talk about your experience, you can talk about your journey, you can really resonate with your audience and you can start to empathize and they can actually start to feel you understand what they're going through Um, and it's an opportunity for you to really kind of extend that and them getting to know you. So it's again, it's all about value, but it's just a different platform. But the Mm -hmm. beautiful thing about emails is that you might feel like it's a lot of work. Oh, it's another thing, like you just said. And I know that I was exactly the same, but I automate my emails. And there are so many free platforms that you can do this with. Mm -hmm. You know, just go and use the old Google University and you'll see that there are so many platforms that you can just... I set up my emails like... Once a month, I have all my emails done in the space of a couple of hours and then they're automated out. They go, I don't need to Mm -hmm. think about it anymore. And I know that some really valuable content is going out. It's a really quick and effective way to reach potentially thousands and thousands of people and for them to see it as well in a really efficient way. And I
0: think sometimes we can repurpose the content that we're using in different places, right? So like, I know for me, if I have like, Let's say I have an Instagram post or a post that goes up on Facebook where I'm like, wow, I was not expecting that kind of traction, like sharing that story or this little bit of information or whatever. I'm like, hmm, how can I make this piece of content go further for me? And maybe it's as simple as repurposing it into like a carousel or a Zoom or sorry, a reel or something on Instagram. But maybe I can take the content if it's you know good enough for an email and and send it out to my email list as well. And I think sometimes we're afraid of people you know, well, they're not going to want to see it in multiple places. But the truth is, is that people don't see everything that we do. And a lot of the times I know for me, if I see a piece of content twice, I think that was meant for me, right? Like I was meant to remind myself to see it. I like, I meant to go back to it or something along those lines. So that's an easy way too, is just to take posts that are performing well, or that you put a little bit more effort into on social media, reform that into an email and send that out to your audience too.
1: I love that. Yeah, that's a great idea. And you can, you know, even if you you don't have to kind of think that you have to be a great copywriter or anything like I don't want anyone to kind of listen to this thinking, oh, I I really don't like writing. It's not my thing. You can outsource that if you wanted to. But you if you don't want to just send out a quote, you know, your email doesn't necessarily have to be a great big long kind of war and peace type novel of of things. Oh. No, it does not. And you so right, you can repurpose that. You can take pieces of that, put it in a Facebook group post or a a, a reel or a carousel, like you said. Um definitely that's a really smart thing to do. I love that.
0: But don't yeah, no, so, feel like
1: you have to write so things. much
0: easier too. I mean, especially since I think um, there was I can't remember who the Instagram expert was, but I was listening to a training that he was doing last week. And he said that 75% of the content he puts out is actually repurposed from previous content.
1: I bet that was Brock Johnson.
0: (laughs) It was Brock Johnson, actually, because I was just like, wow, that's a high percentage. And it takes a lot of the pressure off of creating original content, original, 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 when really we just want to say the same things in a lot of different ways.
1: Yeah. And you're so right. What you said, not everyone's going to see it anyway. So never Mm -hmm. be afraid of reposting it and repurposing it because the visibility, the way the algorithm works, it's very Mm -hmm. unlikely that the same. And the
0: teacher in me knows that um, there's different learners out there. There's someone that's a visual learner. There's someone that would prefer reading over a video. Like there's so many different people that could like to consume content in different ways that if we can take the same piece of content and almost create five different things with it, um, we're really, you know, kind of giving, I call it in my world, giving your content wings. So like allowing oh, it to fly that. bloom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: That's so cute. I love it. And it goes back to this whole thing of if you are finding your personal brand and your personal message, and it's something that you really get like lit by, Mm -hmm. This content is going to be very easy for you to create. I promise you, if you listen to this and thinking, I can never think of ideas, Mm -hmm. you possibly have not actually found your true voice. That's you're trying to be somebody else. You're trying Mm -hmm. to produce content that is what you think you should be posting about. But actually, when you find the thing that is truly, you know, what gets you out of bed in the morning, what excites you to post. And we all want you to have an amazing journey while you're building an online business. We want you to love this journey. When you have that thing that fires you up, you will find this content flows out of you and and you won't find it hard, I promise. And like you said, when
0: you're building that brand, it does not, like the legs of your brand do not have to be the products that you sell. You can literally talk about anything that you care about yeah and you want to talk about because truthfully like you're a whole human and the products fit into your life in some way and that will come out if you are sharing your life
1: yeah how do you feel about um posting anything at all on the main feed on instagram about your products or your business opportunity i personally like to just sell in my stories but i i sell every day what do you think to that laurie what would you advise anyone listening I think for, I think it's a little bit
0: different for a coach versus a network marketer, but I I think
1: that as network marketers, we need to
0: be a little bit wary of putting any kind of head office graphics or um, products into our feed simply because of the negative connotation that surrounds network marketing. I think we have to connect with people and share our brand and, and our voice on our feed. And like you said, we sell in our stories. And we sell through just simply sharing. Like if you share share cleaning products, then share yourself cleaning in your stories or taking your daily drinking your daily smoothie, whatever that is. But um, I think what actually trips most people up is that they're trying to make the the majority of their feed about their products, and that's really challenging to do.
1: It's boring, isn't it? (laughs) It is. No one
0: like people will run the other way, and I know that because I love network marketing companies and brands and products but i run the other way from those kinds of accounts yeah because you know those are the accounts that are in your dms like saying hey girl (laughs) (laughs) hey babe (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) i had someone last week just asked me if i would post um post something on my personal profile of a product that i had never tried Mm -hmm. and a human i had never spoken to and i you know, that's kind of take right a couple minutes <laughs> to educate her on, um,
1: yeah. ah, it's so yeah, gross. It and that is a thing right now. And it drives me crazy because this whole, oh, let's go out and build our business through affiliate messaging. It mm-hmm. is a thing. And no, I would not do that. I've No, never it, and I my kind do of rule of
0: thumb and what I teach my clients is if, if it gives you the no feeling that like, where it kind of makes you shrink into yourself, then likely that's your... That's your meter, like your, your warning that this isn't the right way to build your business. And everybody has a different like kind of radar when it comes to that and certain, I've always just followed my own and it's led me to build a business that actually feels good for me.
1: So, right. This has been amazing, but I want to ask you another one last question, unless you've got anything to ask me. me, but I would love for you to give my audience any kind of final social media tips, like just generally Any hacks, anything that like little tricks and tips that might be helpful they might not have heard of?
0: Oh, tough one.
1: I think for
0: me and with social media and what I kind of teach my clients, if you're struggling in the beginning, just build the habit of showing up. So show up. I've got a couple of tips actually for you. Show up like consistently until it feels like second nature, and then start to integrate your products into your stories and and start to like make maybe make your content crisper or prettier or whatever. But if you can get like just do it imperfectly in the beginning to build that habit, um, that's really kind of helped me. And then my other one is to follow somebody that you love who's not in the same company as you. So someone who kind of shows up in a way that you could see yourself showing up, someone who creates posts that feel like, yeah, like I could, that sounds like something I would do, but make them in a different company so that there's no replication or duplication or copying going on because the content they're creating, it's not has nothing to do with your, you know, your brand or your products, but you could see how you could make that your own.
1: Mm. Oh, that's a good one. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Well,
0: I think it's our tendency to follow people in our own company. And then we feel like that's all we see. And we don't know how to be ourselves Mm -hmm. because we're seeing, you know, a number of different people doing those products. If you follow people in other companies, you can be inspired and motivated and almost take their ideas and put your own swing on it.
1: Yeah, it's a bit like coaching, isn't it? You just need that third party, yeah. completely impartial mm-hmm. view mm-hmm. of what you're doing. Because we do get, you know, in the, oh, box. Put in the box, the blinkers are on. Yeah, sometimes we have to,
0: you know, stay in our own lane and almost tune out the people doing similar things mm-hmm. because it can paralyze you in some ways.
1: Amazing. Oh, yeah. How about you? Any last
0: uh, minute tips, either email marketing or social media?
1: Um, I think what you just said was so right. I don't want to kind of just copy what you said, but the consistency thing from it's so important for so many ways, for so many reasons, not just like the algorithm thing, but the what it shows as you as a person, you know, if you are trying to attract people to your business you need to be that leader, you need to have that consistency. I, you know, I've looked at people before, and I have said no to investing in coaching with them purely because they did not show up for a while. And I was like, "Mm -mm, I cannot rely on these people. So this, like the actions that you take on social media completely reflect the way that you are being perceived as a businesswoman, as a leader. And I think that is like, I think people don't really realize that it's not just Mm -hmm. about Consistency for your own good habits, consistency for the algorithm. It is about how that projects and
0: perception. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think don't don't ever underestimate the value of your own words and your own thoughts because sometimes the things that get the most traction in my stories are just random thoughts that I have on one evening and I decide to share.
1: Yeah be edgy. That's another thing. Put it (laughs) out
0: there. If you think something, put it out there. A, even if it's polarizing, you're
1: still going to get traction and
0: conversations are going to be sparked.
1: Especially if it's polarizing. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. couldn't agree more. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Laurie. That was awesome. I know. Agreed.